Experts say that China is hoarding a massive amount of food. They will soon have over two-thirds of the globe's corn reserves, over half of its rice, and over half of its wheat. But when asked about it, China lies. One China expert says they, of course, will never admit to something like that. Well, what does China know that we don't? When it comes to global food shortages, China is the canary in the coal mine. You see, China is the world's number one food importer. They rely on the rest of the world to keep their people fed. So they can't afford to mess up. Or there will be riots, civil panic, or even worse, when over a billion people can't eat. What does this mean for Americans like you and me? Two words, food shortages. That's why it's a smart idea to stock up on a kit of best-selling Four Patriots survival food. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling Four Patriots survival food kits. Hand-packed in the USA. The kits are compact and stack easily. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. And their five-star reviews on the website rave about the flavor and the taste. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase of Four Patriots survival food by typing in the code BTTGW at checkout. Just go to fourpatriots.com and use the code BTTGW to get 10% off your first purchase of Four Patriots survival food. That's fourpatriots.com. Use the code BTTGW. Hey, what's up, Trash Talkers? Listen, it's impossible to fight, okay, if you don't know what you're fighting for. Does that make sense? Like, if you're in the dumps and you're, you know, you're struggling with mental health, things of that nature, it's going to continue tearing you down, all right? Because you're consistently trying to fight something, which is that demon, which is usually something from the past, right? Maybe that why needs to be fighting for your future. Let that be your why. Get the hell up and start fighting for your future. Stop fighting things that happened in the past. Easier said than done, right? Go seek help. It's okay not to be okay. A lot of people need to hear this. You are more of a warrior and a fighter if you stand up and say, hey, this has to stop. I need to go seek help. The stigma, everything has changed. It's okay not to be okay here is a firm believer in all men are created equal, but not all men live equal. That is why there's a certain select number of people in the DOD who decided to jump out of airplanes. And yes, we are better than you, 100%. Now, don't be the first triggered pansy to say, well, airborne's not relevant. You haven't jumped since World War II. Well, that's not accurate for one. And two, it's like having a jalopy or a 68 Mustang. Well, a 68 Mustang's no longer relevant. Doesn't matter. It's still a better car than yours. So take it easy this National Airborne Day and just accept that we are better than you. So two things for today's Honesty Cat. First thing, how do all my boys from the 101st feel knowing that the Army decided that instead of actually making you airborne, they would just create a whole new division that's airborne because you just aren't cutting it? It sucks. Thing number two, for all the folks who were like, oh, airborne is irrelevant, doesn't even matter. They're making a whole new division of just airborne people because they're relevant.
Think about that. How does that feel? Does it hurt a little bit? I hope it hurts a little bit. This is the Veteran Trash Talk Hour, hosted by Nick, Dave, and Buddy. Real warriors making fun of other real warriors. Try to not get triggered. <laughs> what is up, Trash Talkers? What is up, Grunt Works Nation? Welcome to episode 145 of the Trash Talk Hour. Special guest today is Robin Phoenix Johnson with the Best Medicine Brigade, and today I'm joined by Monica and Nick. Happy Saturday, y'all. What's up? Cheers. What's going on? Another yeah. day, brother, another day. Yeah, it's How you crazy. guys doing today? I, well, I, I am concerned because, you know, Buddy is supposed to be on the show, but he got stuck in Mexico. Uh, and the, 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 the latest that we've got was something about a donkey show. And not oh, the, no. Uh, it was like broken text. Not sure if he's in jail. Not like we're, we're trying to figure this out as we're going along. So, uh, buddy, our, if you are in jail, let me know. I'm right on the border here in El Paso. I'll, I'll maybe get, you know, one of the guys that knows some of the, you know, the Chihuahuans and stuff like that. And we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get you, we'll get you out of there. But uh, who knows? It is what it is. But yeah, Monica, yeah. Oh, you two, five, four cables here. What's going on, man? What, what have you been up to? Hey, uh, you know, when it hits below 60 in Los Angeles, we call the paramedics. So I've been freaking my ass off. <laughs> I hear it. I do not want to hear it. <laughs> I just came yeah. back from Minot, North Dakota today. So where it's like negative 60. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, I would just die. I would just die. Yeah. It's like 75 right now out here in Phoenix. So we're good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little spoiled out here, though. It was a cold winter. We call it a cold winter. I think we got temperatures got up to like 45 at one point. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I got a great conspiracy lined up. It's going to be I'm too bad. Buddy's not on because it's going to be UAP related and UFO and stuff. And for those of you that are into that topic, if you follow Jeremy Corbell, he was uh, part of the congressional hearing that just happened and everything. And he's got a lot of insiders that are um, feeding him videos and intel on everything that's going on UAP related. And this has been going on in the news. Um, they've, they've talked about this incident that we're going to that we're going to show you guys um, for the last couple of weeks. CNN, Fox, everybody's talked about it, it was a jellyfish. UAP sighting. They call it a jellyfish. And it happened uh, <laughs> 2018 on a, a base in Iraq. And uh, there was a much longer video where they actually talked to the soldiers who witnessed it and all kinds of stuff. So we're just going to play the video and uh, yeah, give our give our opinions on it. Go ahead, Nick. All right. Video's going. I'm not normally the producer. We got a Marine to do this and he's gone today too. It's son of a bitch. But all right. If it, if I it think as a play, Ranger, right, you can handle yeah, it. I'm going to give it a shot. are black i'm assuming this is black hot you see the object just went to white and you'll see it going from white to black white to black and that's basically showing the heat differentials so it's going like hot and cold hot and cold the problem 
problem was the optics platform was jammed. These individuals who target with these platforms, they can shoot out an Al-Qaeda tire at 27 miles away, but not being able to lock it was one of the first signs that something's weird. I was able to find direct eyewitnesses and corroborate that this event did happen. When individuals would target in on it with the optics, the way it was described, each of these hanging things, they were stiff, like they weren't moving. They had geometric form, like scales, what was said to be scales, like an armor. There were also people with night vision who were out and they were tasked to, to go look for it couldn't see it on the night vision. Only in the thermal spectrum could it be seen. But anything that looks like that appears to have a payload, that's a big deal. It could be dangerous, so these are high priority. But what happened is there were a couple other nations involved and the feeds were shut, just shut immediately. So that put me on high alert too. Why is it completely being shut down, but that's not all it did. It goes out over a body of water. I'm told it stops on a dime, descends into the water, stiff into the water. And for 17 minutes, nothing. And boom, this thing comes up out of the water and shoots off at 45 degrees, just like that. It looks very much like what I've heard that has made incursions into nuclear facilities because I know for sure, fact of the matter, there is footage from inside a nuclear facility. And I'll just say it, Pantex, that's the one, man. Something that appears identical to this moves between these nuclear silos and shot off again at a 45 degree angle. What it is, I don't know, but now, when it goes over a body of water, I do have some footage of that. This is when that same object, a jellyfish UFO, goes out over this. This like you kind of get an idea by that distance now how far these optic systems can reach. When it gets to that point where it's over the water, every source that I have talked with who is aware of this footage, that footage exists. You've got a UFO or UAP descends into the water stiff, comes back up and then shoots off 45 degrees. Now, this was taken by an intelligence agency and, and buried. So I don't know, man, these are the cases that spark me. I don't know what this is. I just know when I get military filmed UAP footage designated where people risk getting that to me, I take it as serious as it sounds and I try to get to the bottom of it. And it's hard, you know, but I, I do have a number of direct eyewitnesses now. Oh man, big time. <laughs> so yeah, so this has been on the news everywhere. And Jeremy Corbell is very known in the in that world. Um, obviously part of the congressional hearing and all that stuff. 100 percent alien. I don't need to talk about this too long because they talked to soldiers too. There's a bunch of other videos. And let's just say it say it was a bug on the lens. Well, it moves, right? So it's not staying with the lens and just staying in the same position, it actually moves. And then it's picking up heat signatures as well. And then they witness it dive into the ocean. Definitely not technology that we have. Something from a different planet, in my opinion. And that's my take. Simple as that. That's probably the most realistic UAP footage 
that we've received. Or again, it could be Project Bluebeam, which is a whole other thing, right? Where they're just tricking us into believing that it's aliens and it's actually our technology. But no, aliens, that's my call. Robin, what the hell was that? Well, first of all, why are we spending all this time and energy um, about this thing? Because we can't even shoot down a balloon that came over from China. <laughs> like, we're facing like aliens in Iraq, in Iraq, but we can't get like defend a balloon uh, attack. So um, I don't know. I'm not buying it. Um, I feel like it's China. I feel like this is not. Okay. It. I feel like it's. I'm always going to blame China. Yeah. China's China. The canary in the coal mine. <laughs> so China with some crazy so China with some crazy advanced technology is what you're saying. Yeah. I that's that's what I'm going for. Okay. All right, good take. Monica, what's your take? Uh I'm calling bullshit on this one. Uh you know, you okay. say it moves around independently from the screen. There's AI. I'm saying it's a piece of bird shit on the lens. <laughs> and uh based on the 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 light from behind, it goes light and dark like any piece of crap on your screen would and then the second video where it dives into the water i've seen that happen when these guys with their what do they call those those water jet packs when they lose control and just go Psh! so yeah that's what my take is on it that. did look like a it looked like that one thing you could see in star wars too i think it was like the second return of the jedi which yeah which no, empire strikes order, back right? empire strikes back empire strikes they're... back where they're out in the in the snow and those things are just right, right. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, so complete bullshit on this one. Wow. All right. Nick, what, what say you? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, I, I always go last because I'm usually the smartest person on the panel. Uh, and, you know, we have to, you know, get get through the nonsense first. And, and again, those of you watching for the first time, welcome, especially if you're on one of our Robin's platforms. Uh, you know, we do this uh, as like a barracks talk when, remember, put yourself back in your 19, 20 year old days when. You know, you thought you knew what you were talking about, and you'd have you'd literally get into fights in the barracks over something like this, right? Like, so somebody's gonna be like, "No, that's bullshit," and you're like, "No, it's real." And then, no, like, nobody knows. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll always make fun of Dave Face Man here. You know, Face Man thought the lottery was like a no, no brainer. Yeah, we talking. had a lot of guard tower talks too. You and I, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so the first the first time he saw like the lottery, like the Powerball, you know, when he got to America, is, this is bullshit. The Powerball yeah. exists in Germany. It's called yeah, Lotto. Said, he's like, he's like, hey, if we all just if we all just buy a hundred dollars worth of tickets, we're gonna that win. is inaccurate. Like, like no, that's not how that works, Dave. No, anyway, that is that uh, is inaccurate. So yeah, I'll let you roll with it though. Yeah, uh, I need 10% truth, and I got—I think I got about 40 in that story. So we're we're rocking and rolling with it. I I, I gotta, you know, like we've said this before, and it's almost like the opposite side of when remember Buddy's take on the the aliens and uh, the guy who was beating him with like a club, right? You know, and he's like, mm -hmm. I don't, mm -hmm. like, I don't think these guys traveled, you know, this far across as many galaxies to get beat up by some hick with a club, right? Like, yeah. like <laughs> Not happening. Uh, I when I look at that, the first thing I thought of day was it's Star Wars, uh, because that, from Empire Strikes Back, like the like it literally looked just like that thing. Uh, but it's definitely it's definitely a, a Chinese drone, right? It's a Chinese drone. Okay. Yeah, it's a stealth drone. <laughs> <It's scary>. <laughs> <laughs> they just they pressed the wrong button and it went thermal and then or something like that. I don't know. Just like mm. the Chinese weather balloon. Whatever the hell that yeah. thing was, like, yeah, I it's just I, I think the the biggest problem we always talk about is the biggest problem is we give our government way too much credit, right? And like we, I mean, we've all worked for them, right? We've 
We've, mm-hmm. we've all seen some of the shit that goes wrong. And it's like, hey, there's, there's no way, right? That, like, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't think it's an alien. I, I think it's, uh, I think it's a drone. Okay. Yeah. Good but, take. Uh, yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You got aliens in your house now? What was that? Just then. <laughs> yeah. But it, that's not the first. But what I do, what I, what I would like to talk about is what, what he was saying is that how you like all of a sudden comms go black, you know, and they mm-hmm. shut things down when they report that kind of stuff. I mean, we always talk about it when, you know, we were with uh, PSYOPs in Samara and we're, you know, we're tracking down El Bassanita and his cell phone pings on the ass, mm-hmm. on the hammer. So it's like, we're right there. And when that name went up the net, because see, I think he was number four overall in Iraq. Four, right? the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number one in RAO, but number four overall in Iraq. And all of a sudden our comms go, boom, gone. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. just like that. And all of a sudden... Here come Delta Force. Little birds come in. It's like you guys, you guys ain't fucking this right up, you know. It's like we got, yeah. we got this. Right yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah, it's if the comms did go out, then might be aliens. Or they, yeah, what's this guy saying? Uh, Isaiah is saying I saw somewhere that the Chinese had developed an invisible cloak of sorts. That technology could be applied elsewhere. Yeah, 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 could be. So Chinese, Robin said too. You know, yeah. From the aliens, but you know we got a lot of a lot of comments going on here. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, go scroll back up here. We go. Oh, oh Sar Major retired. Bach says that looked like a paratrooper drifting in twenty six knot winds. Pulls a hard <laughs> <laughs> like, it's lost. possible. Could could have been a training trip. So, and then we got our resident Jeremy Daniels, who doesn't like airborne people because you know I don't know maybe one of us stole his girlfriend. I don't know. Uh, yeah. it, 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 He's it, just it a nasty leg. That's what it is. Yeah. He's a nasty leg. Period. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't her fault. Okay, you just you can't help it. Like once you once you see that red beret or a tan beret or a green beret, it's just all, all game over. Yeah, I mean, game I, over. I, I, oh God, I took over that platoon in uh, Hawaii and. Uh, my my I get my medic, you know, and I haze my medics all the time. So I, I get him and I'm like, I'm like, hey, you got a girlfriend or wife? He's like, I got a girlfriend. And I was like, she's a medic too. I'm like, oh, is she here? I'm like, no, she actually, when we left AIT, she went to uh, Fort Bragg. I'm like, she's not your girlfriend anymore, dude. Oh. And, and he goes, what? I go, it's paratroopers. Like, it's, like, it's a thing. Sorry. Sorry. Like, it's just, she's going to go to these real medics. Like it's like what it is, and he's like, he, like all of a sudden my scholar comes in. He's like, hey, uh, can you kind of take it easy on Doc? And I'm like, what's up? He goes, I don't want to tell you, but it's you know. <laughs> I was like, get his ass in here. And I was like, I was like, what did I tell you? I told you it was gonna happen. And I was like, all right, get back to work. But um, yeah, I I guess we can. Uh, what we got? Oh, we got Tim's. Uh, was it Solomon coming in from Central Washington? Uh, all got, right. Uh, yeah, it's nice. Uh, Joe McGuire, Warner Roberts, probably an Air Force guy, Joe, whatever. Uh, and then uh, a nice base there. Sean White from Massachusetts. I wonder if he's part of the Mass Holes. Uh, <laughs> no, the Mass Holes veteran page is pretty cool. They uh, they get it's shut down. Funny. All the time. Yeah. yeah they, they get shut down all the time on Facebook because they have like the worst posts ever on their pages. But it's like uh, whenever they do get back up and running, go check them out. Uh, but yeah, hey. You know, we, we take our breaks uh, with Veteran Trash Talk on the holidays. And uh, again, why we started this was for our own mental health. 
and it got into something awesome. And now, I mean, now look at us—we're sponsored. We got we got famous lieutenant colonels coming on, right? You know, we got you know, the best medicine brigade. Uh, but you know, once we got a reach, uh, you know, because we jumped to about seventy thousand like in the first month, and yeah. you know, and then we kept getting shut down by Facebook. Uh, a little frustrating. But, you know, you keep going, you keep pushing through, you know, it's like Rocky Balboa says, it's not about, you know, it's about how hard you get hit, get back up, keep going forward. Uh, you know, we keep going, but we got to do something good with this. Like there's something we should do with this reach. So, you know, we decided to promote better known businesses for free. Uh, and we decided that, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. Uh, and again, everything centers around veteran and first responder suicide. Uh, and, you know, obviously active duty as well. And we don't have the one answer. And we've talked about this all the time where nobody has the one answer to it. If somebody did, then it wouldn't exist anymore, right? There isn't one answer. There's 500 answers to somebody, to, to whatever problem somebody's facing, whatever demons inside of them, mm -hmm. all right? And again, it's hard not to talk about the same thing 145 episodes in every once in a while, but seeing as it's the new year, and everybody makes their new year's resolution and everybody does their dry january which you know i think they said that one out of ten uh make it three days <laughs> what's that and then, like, what's a dry uh, january yeah and, <laughs> cheers to dry january you know, you know we are sponsored cheers. by we are sponsored by 10th mountain whiskey so like they got great they got great <laughs> potato vodka too i'm just saying like you go in there put in the code btt get yourself there to go um, yeah i tried dry january and i made it three days <laughs> Well, that's what I said. They say one out of 10 only makes it three days. And then I think it's like six out of 10 don't make it past 13 days. Like it's, it's, mm. it's crazy. Um, but what, when I was reading this like little thing that my wife put me onto, I was, uh, I was like, this goes right into what, one of my book of Earl's from like a long time ago to where I was like, don't surround yourself with people who make excuses for you. All right. Mm -hmm. Don't surround yourself with people that, tell you, you can't do something. And we always talked about this in the military, Dave, and I did. I don't know if uh, you ladies had the same thing, but I always, you know, mentored soldiers. Don't ever ask somebody who failed the school how it went. All right. Don't ever ask somebody who's getting chaptered what they think about the army. Don't ever, don't, don't even ask them. Right. Like, don't, yeah. don't even fucking ask them. All right. Find the guy who passed. All right. Find the, find the guy who went back to ranger school three times to finally get his tab. Right. Like talk to that person. All right. Because the person who fails one time, oh, it was R.I. roulette or, you know, I failed airborne school because of this. or I failed Pathfinder school because they, they, they did the two turns around the 82 cargo, cargo bag too tight. You know, it's like, well, like just go get it done. But what I'm going to get at here real quickly before we get over to the guest uh, for the Book of Earl again is is whatever you decide to do, go do it. All right. Give it a try a thousand times. And like the, like the growth mindset that everybody wants to read that book from Dr. Dweck and whatever, you know, it's like, like we, the end state should remain the same, but how you get there might change 600 times by the time you get there, right? Don't give up on that goal. Of course, and correct. Of course, correct. Yeah. Yep. And don't let people come in your life telling you you can't do it. Mm -hmm. All right. And I got kind of triggered this week on, uh, and again, <laughs> that whole triggered pansy shirt that's on sale for 1999 right now. That's a message. That's a message to everybody. All right. That's a message. Everybody. And it's not political. 
right? It, it can be political if you're being triggered over politics. Like, yes, then it is political. That's for you, right? I, I 100%, it's hard to get me triggered on Facebook because I, I'm a Facebook terrorist, as Dave calls it, and I, and I, and I purposely write things to piss you to fuck off, right? Like, like I'm literally trying to trigger you. Um, but I'll, I'll just say it, you know, in person that I do get triggered on our page, VTT officials, our group that we have for support, right? So if you go there, it's a lot of funny memes. And then, you know, Monica runs the page, you go on there and one day you might not say anything for a year. And then one day someone's going to post something that they're having an issue with. And here's that whole systematic approach. We don't have the answer, the one answer to suicide prevention. Right. But if you put your problem out there and VTT official, you're going to get about 40 to 50 people responding to you in about five seconds. Like that. Yeah. Right. And you, you know what? Filter those out. Right. One person's going to be, okay, that guy's an idiot. That girl's an idiot. The, okay. Th this right here. Right. And the reason we bring other people on the show, the reason we decided to do that was to listen to about, to, to people, to veterans who are doing something, you know, whether it's selling goats, like the like the West Point grad that wasted all yeah. of our dollars and he sells fucking goats now, right? And then and then you got you, know, you got online, right? Too he like, sells goats online, it. you know. It's like, but it ended up being a great podcast. And dude, know, he was if, awesome. If it motivates one person to go do something different, then it's a success, right? And yeah, that's a win for sure. So yeah, like what triggers me is like today we had that Karen vet on there talking about our Mickey shirt. Right. Uh, and then we had, I tag everybody on VTT official. Right. So when something at cool everyone. happens, don't we everyone, know it? Oh, right. Man. And so, like, that way, because we get shadow banned on Facebook because we're veterans, it just happens during election years. Right. And so we, it, it, that's Robin, that's straight true story. We'll get into that later. But, like, yeah. um, that was from uh, Spotify executive told me that to, like, stay off Facebook during election year. Like, they, they hate veterans <laughs> groups. You're all considered Republican and you're all considered. Uh, extremists like and i'm like what i'm like we don't even talk about politics so uh, hey marine you're a devil dog boom yeah, yeah, shut we got, down for bullying yeah we got yeah. shut down for bullying that's literally what happened yeah call um, somebody a devil dog but I, I i tag everyone and then people literally get mad at me why are we tagging everybody um because it's my page that's that's one <laughs> it's like two this is a really cool thing that's on sale i just figured everybody would want to see <laughs> <laughs> like i'm sorry like, i'm sorry that you're on my page and you don't like that i tagged you like my bad right but that that, that triggers me i'm like how how like out of like touch are you that you're on a page that you joined and you're mad that the person and people who created it fucking tag you in something like what is wrong with you i just want to choke them right and so but i have to i have to reset right and i have to think this this negative energy ain't gonna take me nowhere. So that's the book of world. Negative energy takes you nowhere. All right, it takes you nowhere. All right, nowhere except shitty places. All right, it's okay to be down. It's okay to be upset when something bad happens to you. All right, but if you're not moving fucking forward, right? Like, you, you know, you're not doing anybody any favors. You're just thinking about yourself. And we cover that all the time. So yeah, book of world. Stay positive, guys. Fucking, I like that. Every, I like that. If, if everybody says there's no way you can stay sober all of January, fuck them. Yeah, you need like, to stop surrounding like, yourself with people like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, why would you do that? Because I want to. If that's not good enough for them, fuck them. 
<laughs> well, you know why they're saying that, right? So it's like if if you're if you're in a circle with people that are saying it's, it's, they don't want you to succeed, they actually want you to stay on their level, and they're going to continue bringing your debt, bringing you down with their negative energy. So sometimes you got to cut ties, which sucks, right? But like if the people around you aren't lifting you up and are encouraging you and and are giving you a thumbs up, saying you can achieve this, then you got to let them go because they just want you to stay on their level wherever they're at, and that's just right. that's just how it is, man. You ladies got anything on that before we, we, we switch segments? Well, I can say, um, I think it was three and a half years ago or something. I late night, I was in Hawaii. I was actually well, in Hawaii having a shitty time, but uh, going through some stuff. <laughs> yeah, going through some like dark, rough stuff. And I, I found VTT online and I made a comment just talking about the hard time I'm going through. And then I went to sleep. And I fully expected a bunch of asshole remarks that were gonna, you know, flood during the night and wake up to a, like, oh, I regretted posting that, you know. Bunch of bro bets. Yeah. Well, you know, there were a couple of them in there, but there were like 75 people who just jumped in there to support me. And I was I was like flabbergasted. I'm like, oh my God, really? This this is amazing. And even the guy that said, Oh, it sounds like you need therapy, it wasn't like wah, wah, you need therapy. It was and because it's really helped me out a lot. And uh, you know, from there I just stuck around and eventually met these clowns and and uh wound up, you know, now like these guys, Robin, are like some of my most trusted best friends in, in the world. Like these guys are rock solid and I love you. Oh, thanks. Aw, sis. You too. Your family, yeah. sis. <laughs> yeah. A lot of feels over here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I don't like telling people that I'm doing dry January or any kind of goal for that matter, matter because I think you're right. It seems like more often than not that people are trying to, like, bust your bubble and, like, tell you you can't do it and they're so negative because they don't want you to, to be successful at it. So I just kind of keep it to mm-hmm. myself. Like, it's just for me. And I did share this t- this year um, with my mom and my mom texted me. And she's like, I'm so glad. I think you're going to be a lot more successful if you just stop drinking. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. You were drunk while you were taking the call. Yeah. She's probably the one trigger that makes me want to drink. I love it. And I mean, like, and then again, when you get triggered and you let emotions take over, right, you stop being logical. And I've talked about that before, too. You know, you, like now you're all on emotion. And even like, I was triggered thinking about being triggered. Right. And I didn't even get to say what I wanted to say. And I'm glad Monica hit it. hit at it was that my main point is um, besides to stay positive was if you want to change your culture. Right. You know, and this happens in the army all the time or any branch of service. Uh, there's a difference between climate and culture. Climate can be changed in a second. Culture takes a minute, right? Culture might take a year. It might take two years, right? Because you got to cut it all out, right? If you're mm-hmm. going to change, if you're going to change yourself, right? You, you have to say, all right, that's it, right? I am cutting it out. Like there isn't, I'm not going to ease into it. I'm not going to only smoke five cigarettes a day, right? Like it might, it might, you might get there and it might work for, with support, but you got to, it's like, hey, it's over. So, like, sexual jokes, you know, for like, you know, EO and a comfortable workplace. Dave no, and I, we didn't, we didn't no. have, we didn't have, we didn't have women in our formation. 
right? We, we didn't, didn't see, yeah. We didn't, we didn't but see I still it. think we were like the most well behaved when we were around other, like, I, which is crazy. Like, we've talked about that when it comes to leadership. Yeah. That could be, we could talk about this for hours, but like, as infantry guys, prior to letting females into the infantry, like, when we were around other units, like, dude, our first arms, the, the leaders that we had, like, dude, we wouldn't even, like, We'd be afraid to look right back then. They like, don't even talk to just, that. Like, don't be talking to that girl. Right. Like, first song, yeah, shit. yeah. You know, like, but it's like somebody put it to me in a in a conference one way. Like a professional was talking about it, and it's like, yeah, yeah. And we, Monica and I, were talking about before the show. It was like locker room talk exists, and I think locker room talks okay, 100%. right? Like to, to where, like you know, because you know, like I said, Monica, you ever hang out with another girl when that guy's hot over there? <laughs> like you know, like yeah, like that girl hot over there, sure. It's like, but anybody who says that people should just, you know, toughen their skin when they're in a work environment and someone's telling a dumb joke, you're a fucking moron, right? Like, like, no, this is a professional environment. Nobody should come to work yes. on great. I got to listen to what Nick and yep. Dave are talk about all day, right? That yep. person's that that person can't, can't get out of the army, right? That they're subject to now. You're forcing them to sit there and listen to it, right? And it's like, ah, oh, but we don't want to get into it. But like, if you want to change a culture. God, you got to cut everything everything bad out, and there can't be damn uh, right. It, it can't be like, oh, that's okay, and that's what we're doing with veteran trash talk people. All right, those of you whining the bro vets out there, we don't allow you to tell sexual jokes on our page. You know, go 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 to there's there's yeah. plenty of pages like that. Like, just go to those. Like, there's the barracks, there's the other stuff. You know, like Ranger barracks. You can put naked pictures on it. Nobody cares, right? Like, no, this is a place where we come to have fun. And guess what? You can have just like drinking. You can have fun without drinking. I like to drink. Have fun without it. Right, and you can have fun and be professional, and not worry about it. But anyways, I'm excited That's about it. our Thanks, guests. Isaiah. I, real quick, mm -hmm. Isaiah, I wasn't even 100% sure what you guys were all about until today, but I'm so glad I dropped in. Appreciate you, brother. Uh -huh. And you're on, you're on YouTube. You're one of the two people watching on YouTube. Love you, man. Oh, hey, give us a like and subscribe, because we are banned on YouTube, like shadow banned excessively. Like, yeah, give us a like, multiple likes. Can you do that? No. But subscribe yeah. and give us a like or smash that like button, whatever they call it. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Look, you, got, you got Richard Hodges saying, I posted once on VTT when I was in the suck and I had a Vietnam vet message me, hey, what's your number? Uh, two mm -hmm. hour talk, save my dumb ass. You know? And, oh. Um, Hell yeah. You know, yeah. Like, like, absolutely. Like, again, I'm so glad that Vietnam uh, member is on our page uh, because those guys, those guys and girls who are. We have a lot of those guys. Had a, yeah. had a shit time coming back. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, mm -hmm. And that's why I know Buddy always talks about it and talk about for getting off on a tangent here again, but that's the dumpster fire that it is. Better yeah, sorry, I know we were gonna get to the guests and I got you all. Derailed. I apologize, Robin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we got time. We got time today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, you, yeah, know, no, I, you know, I I usually intro the guest because I the one that books them and knows the most about them, and so in the script I pretty I think I nailed it, but uh, you know, we're gonna let Monica. Under you know baptism by fire, all right. Introduce the guest into the dumpster fire, Monica. The floor is awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you all to Robin Phoenix Johnson, who is a 26-year retired Army Lieutenant Colonel. Embarrassing the hell out of all of us. Uh, she did five tours in in Afghanistan and Iraq. Retired in 2019, and you started stand-up comedian boot camp which is amazing uh now she travels the country doing a routine and does motivational speaking events um robin we're really proud of you doing your best medicine brigade it looks like it's you're kicking ass and taking names oh i got banned once 
for typing kick-ass and take names. So delete, delete. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Robin, we have to assume that because you have like a nice personality and you're funny, that actually cost your promotion to 06, is that right? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, so. <laughs> she must've been prior service or something, she ain't. I don't want to have all the abuse softball questions, Monica, just go right for the jugular, let's talk about She learned that from Nick. She learned that yeah. from Nick, 100. Yeah. I know. I mean, you got to be proud of being a lieutenant colonel, but these guys are just assuming that you're jealous that you weren't a paratrooper. Uh, first of all, I was a paratrooper, and I have oh! a freaking Barbie. Okay? Yeah, baby. Nice. Yes. Nice. We bring guests on airborne airs all and pathfinder mothers, but um, yeah. I, I, I passed pathfinder. I, I passed pathfinder school too, but that's because Buddy was my instructor. <laughs> Yeah. I was a tutor. What year did you go through? No, okay. <laughs> I actually went through um and started it in the like the day I think we started on the tenth and and then nine eleven happened on the eleventh and so most of the guys mm -hmm. in my pathfinder class were a ranger bat and so they were like immediately working on other things uh, in response to that so they were missing a lot of class but they would come back and take the exams and so like I would hurry up and give them the notes and tell them like all the things they needed to know and then they deployed like right like, i think right the day of graduation or the day after hmm. yeah, gothic serpent probably yeah. Yeah. when did you get out robin I, when did you get I, out like what was you? july of 2020 but i love how you like make a big deal about making lieutenant colonel which i don't think it's a big deal i, I was in war twice so i feel like damn um, shots fired yes i feel like i feel like i was probably never gonna make 06 like they should have figured that out when i got busted from e4 to e3 <laughs> But I want to know what you did. What'd you do? <laughs> um, you want to be? I'm right. I'm gonna tell you. Um, yeah. I uh, dated my commander's boyfriend, but oh. but <laughs> Article 15 was for um, failure to obey an order because I wasn't supposed to. Um. They said to like stay hydrated. We took a PT test the next morning, and um, I was like threw up after the two mile run. Uh, I was a track runner at the time, so I ran like third. I was a fast runner then. Now I can't even run because uh, I've had two hamstring surgeries. But anyway, um, yeah. And so I think she just was mean and spiteful and mad. Article fifteen for throwing up after a run because I was dehydrated. Well, I feel like yeah, we but... order to stay hydrated. Yes. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, oh, wow. you, you gotta. <laughs> You got a, you got an article fifteen for failure to stay hydrated. To hydrate, yes, to follow the order to stay hydrated. It was really no, think about it, Nick. The night it was before, crazy. Like with her boyfriend, next boyfriend, or mm. this was before. I'm sure officers and mm. enlisted. This was before officers and enlisted couldn't date. I, I believe because she was a first lieutenant promotable and he was a staff sergeant, and I was an uh, uh, E4. When has uh, that ever been? You're not, taking, you're not taking care of government. You're not taking care of government property. We had a guy who got uh, Article 15. No, seriously, for getting a sunburn. And it's yeah, like I remember that. The, yeah. the Article 15 was like because we're government property at that point. It's like you're not taking care of yourself. You got Article 15. I was blown away. Mm -hmm. I'm like, holy shit, this guy yeah, just got you, fucked you, up you, for going to murder. Yeah, you're thing. gonna miss training. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna miss training because you're sunburned. Well, yeah, here's yeah. your 45, yeah. 45 yeah. sucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, oh, we had man. a guy in AIT wow. who got um, punched in the face one night in a bar, and he was supposed to deploy to Desert Storm the next day, and they, they 
wouldn't let him deploy because he said he had defaced government property and he got an article 15 for his yeah yeah oh, that's, that's yeah awesome. sometime you guys i'll tell you that story because i was involved but. so robin the floor is yours like tell us about you know getting out obviously what you're doing now like just everything give us the rundown yeah, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version, uh, really, because girl <laughs> work, you know, went on a tangent. Oh uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got plenty of time. We got plenty oh, we got time today. We're ready to rock and roll. Okay. Um, well when I got out so backwards, I, I really wanted to get out of the army when I was a major. So I was like ten years in, but we were in the middle of, you know, all the deployments in Afghanistan and Iraq. I had four deployments at that point and uh, my husband was military, and so I was like, I can't get out because I'm going to just follow his, you know, butt around. So um, I just decided to stay. And I, I probably, I, I'm glad I did, but like, I think I pretty much knew then that my heart wasn't really in it 100%. I really started looking at what I would want to do after the military. And I always had dreamed of uh, being a comedian, but I didn't tell a lot of people because I didn't feel like. I could be my true self in the uniform, especially as an officer, because we were expected to carry ourselves in a certain way and everything. So I just kind of suppressed it and just didn't think about it. We had two kids deployed a couple more times. Like it just got on that train and just kept going until it was time to get out. And then when I got out, uh, when I was kind of in like a, a crisis, like I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I need a job, you know, the whole transition thing. And, um, Went to Vegas because that's where you go when you're in a midlife crisis. <laughs> go to Vegas. That's the place to go. Yeah. Yeah. First red flag. <laughs> yes. I um, met with one of my friends who was a Marine, and she's. I said, I don't know what the heck I'm gonna do. Like, I, I have no idea. And I made a couple jokes or whatever, and she was laughing, and she's like, "You're funny." And I was like, "Well, okay, I'm gonna tell you something, but like, it's like not really told anyone that." I was like, "If I could do anything, like anything in the world, if money didn't matter." I'd be a stand-up comedian. She's like, oh my gosh, I think that's perfect. You should do it. I'm like, well, that's great. It doesn't pay the bills and I've never done it. So it's pretty scary. She's like, who cares? You got your retirement. Just go for it. So yeah, that's what I did. I um, went for it and started uh, doing comedy. And then um, it's one thing to make people like laugh and like do some jokes, do some stand-up. But then I thought how much it was helping me and my mental health. And I was like, well, how could I help other people in that way? And that's when I created the brigade and Hilarious. So yeah. Yeah, talk, talk about that. Talk about the creation of that. Um, and then how long did it take you to to where you did you practice being a stand up before you created the business? Or did you go? Did you create the business and then get after it? Like, what were the steps there? Oh, I started doing comedy before the business because I went through an organization called Armed Services Arts Partnership. Wonderful, wonderful organization. ASAP, ASAP.org. Um, they have a free comedy boot camp. Um, and so I took theirs and in the course of taking that boot camp, and I was based in DC, Washington, DC. So I uh, met a lot of veteran comedians there, kind of just in the scene, going to open mics and such. And we had a sense of community, but there wasn't anything after you graduated ASAP that was kind of like hmm. a, a community of people that were military affiliated that were into comedy. So I just created the brigade, almost like grassroots, just just to give us a place to go and chat and share best practices, workshop material, you know, hey, you got the number to the booker for the improv, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it grew from there. And then I realized that they we weren't getting a lot of stage time. Um, There's a lot of competition in the industry. And I was like, well, how do I get more of our voices 
and our you know comedians on stages and actually get them paid gigs. I wanted to get them work. Uh, and so we, so I just started producing shows and putting all veteran or military spouse comics on. And then that turned into a, a national tour. And then once we did the national tour, it was a search to find America's funniest veterans and military spouses. Now our, our emails and phones are ringing off the hook because <laughs> I think a lot of people thought that we're only going to talk about veteran stuff and military stuff and that we wouldn't be relevant to civilians. Um, I think a lot of them thought we weren't going to be able to hold our own against civilian comedians. No, these 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 comics are the best. Like they they will mic drop you in a second. We've got some really talented uh, comics out there. So now people are like, oh, like we just went to Minot. We just did a show last night in Minot, North Dakota. Nice. Are you guys yeah, I, all tied in with Drew and and Husto Grabber? Are are, are they yeah, not tied just in with each other? Justin Garber, the combat veteran. Uh, no, oh, they, yeah, they're not. Okay. Not, not in the, I mean, not that we wouldn't be, but no. Yeah, he, they just, he just started his stand-up uh, tour. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Like, that was... Andrew, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was fun getting him involved. Uh, but, so, yeah, you then you went into starting the business. Yeah, I so I started comedy first, but then I just, after a year being on tour, doing it, it's great. Not you go, you make people laugh, they have a good night, and that is very therapeutic. There is something innately positive and optimistic about laughing together uh but it still wasn't enough so um last year i started a program called hilarious uh, i'm a member of an organization called the association for applied and therapeutic humor so we're the nerds we're the ones that study all the research and the science behind it and uh, it's not meant to replace traditional therapy but we thought about we're like okay you're choking you know what to do like you like will demonstrate that you're choking the sign someone will give you a heimlich you'll maybe give yourself abdominal thrust call 911 there is a protocol to follow but if you're choking on negative thoughts and and some of the most popular or mo i won't say popular but the most common cognitive distortions in your head and your brain is literally choking on these to the point where you're having suicidal ideations there's no heimlich maneuver for that so I wanted to figure out a way to take humor to be a Heimlich maneuver or a protocol or a way to kind of uh, dislodge those negative thoughts and, and reframe uh, your thought patterns. And so I work like that. that. Thank you. Um, the guy who's helping me, his name is uh, Dr. Uh, Doug Chadwick. He's a mental skills coach for the Colorado Rockies, and he's a West Point uh, graduate, Army veteran, uh, super smart guy. And Dr. Jeff McNeil, who uh, was an operational psych in Special Forces, uh, still does consulting for them. But I asked, I picked, I'm not a clinical expert, you know, I'm not a doctor. So I went to them and I was like, here's my theory. Here's what I think is going to work. Because the way that comedians write jokes is the, it's opposite of, of what these negative thought patterns are trying to do to your brain. So you look at like Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan does a joke about his wife getting diagnosed with a brain tumor. And yeah. the doctor's like telling him, oh, it's the size of a pear. And he's like, "What? why are we talking about tumors in fruit terms of fruit size? This is ridiculous. And he's like, does he not think I know what a centimeter is? And he just takes this like really dark, sad subject and makes it funny. So that's what we do in our workshops is we're like, why don't we look at this through the lens of what, if you were trying to write a joke, let's pretend you're Jerry Seinfeld or you're Jim Gaffigan. Let's reverse engineer this and figure out a way to make it laugh. And sometimes it gets dark. Um, my last group, uh, we had a, a Marine. He's uh, been, we're, we're, I've been working with him for a while and he attempted suicide. Um, gosh, it's only been like um, a month now. And um, he came back to the group. And of course, 
we pushed boundaries and to make them laugh. And I was like, Hey, I was like, I'm pretty sure that you've been lying to us like the whole time. Like you were really in the air force because no Marine would have missed. <laughs> you know? It was dark, but and he said, I appreciate you not going easy on me and tiptoeing around me. Like I needed that. I needed that laugh. And I was like, yeah, that's good. I was like, but I also know for a fact that you had to be infantry and you ate too many crayons in the Marine Corps because when I told you that you needed new headshots, I did not mean literally. And <laughs> he laughed so hard. Like he had, he was like, stop. Like he's like, you're making my face hurt. And I was like, good, good. So yeah, I let, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, because we have darker, darker sense of humor. I think veterans and first responders tend to have like a little bit darker sense of humor. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like you kind of are doing it the, a more a much more professional version of what we're doing. So it's like instead of us like going and find doctors and real reasons why we think we're doing something good, is we just fucking sent it, right? We're like, hey, we're just gonna do a podcast, and it helps us, so it's gotta help. Full us. send. Yeah. <laughs> send. But yeah, and we've always said that like you know behind every tragedy usually there's humor, right? Like. Like that's one of the first coping mechanisms that a lot of people, you know, turn to. Um, and again, to all you bro vets and care vets out there, God, take a break, right? If it's a bad joke for you, just keep scrolling, right? Yeah. Like, like it, it, it's it, it's not personal towards you know. I'm gonna pick on uh, the last person to comment, you know, the Ramey Trow. Hey, like, like Ramey, like, sorry, man, you didn't like the joke, but you know, probably a lot of people did, right? And it's. <laughs> It's, okay. it's so subjective. Comedy is so subjective. I mean, you just really don't know how people are going to receive it, which is why a lot of people who are currently serving don't use it and they don't because they're afraid of getting in trouble, cancel culture. I mean, you want to go back to the question you asked me. I mean, there's a lot of reasons I didn't make a uh, colonel. Um, a lot of them, I just didn't take the actions or make the decisions I needed to be successful and to get myself promoted. But at the core of it, I didn't want it. I, I didn't want it. I wanted it because everyone told me I wanted it, but in my heart, I, I really didn't. And it took me a long time to figure that out. Um, at first I was like, Oh, it's a system. Blah, blah, blah. No. Um, but I actually got in trouble for something I said. And that was kind of the turning point of when I knew that meant I wasn't like far from exiting. <laughs> like I knew when I got um, a slap on the wrist for something I said, um, and it was, it was very well intended. It wasn't meant to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, but somebody thought it was inappropriate and it just, it, it pissed me off so badly that I, and I got, um, a letter of reprimand, uh, for it because, and it, that's local, you know, it's like not, not that it's not going to follow you. Follow you. Right. Right. Yeah, in theory, but it, you know, I always felt like it did, but the thing was, is that the thing I had the issue with is the thing that I said that was perceived as inappropriate. Um, I felt like it was because I was a woman that I couldn't say it. And if I had been a guy saying it, I didn't feel like it would have been as um, appalling. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't usually say that because I'm not, I don't like get on this whole like feminist type thing. Like, but in this case, um, I was in a situation where I was a senior leader, you know, I'm a battalion commander, you know, and I mentored a lot of women and a lot of my male peers would send their female junior officers to me for advice. They want to start a family. They want to be, they were dual military, whatever it was, they would push them to me 
But then the one time that I say something to one of them that they didn't like, all of a sudden it's like, I'm a terrible leader and I got to get a reprimand. And I'm like, really? Maybe if you would handle your own, like mentoring. And so that just frustrated me a lot. And then I, the things that I would hear, like even passing past formations of like, you know, a group of male infantry or whatever, were so far worse, mm. so much worse. And it's like, I'm getting in trouble for this. And I just heard, so I, at that point I knew my exit was pretty soon. But ironically, um, I worked really hard to try to be a clean comedian. I started off um, not being a clean comedian, having a lot of um, jokes that had profanity or sexual content. And since pro about the last year, I pivoted and I really tried to keep PG-13 and cleaner. And I've dropped a lot of my material um, only because I want to help people in most of the most of that needs to be corporate clean or PG clean. Right. No, that's a that's a that's a pretty good point. And yeah, like you, you have to be so careful not to drop the you know the gender card or the race card, you know, because you don't want it to turn into that type of discussion. Right. But but mm -hmm. those th that bias is there. That bias is there in me, right? And like you know, you have to recognize it. And that's the only way you're going to fix it. That's why we know we talk about that on the show too, about identifying your demon so that you can acknowledge it, maybe work on it. But yeah, one of those biases, like a woman cussing, mm -hmm. right? Like I was, I was, you know, it's, it just, it's always sounded a little different to me, right? It just has, it's just like, why is she talking like that? But then I'll go over there, F you, F that, but I'm like, why can't she talk like that? Because she's a woman? That's like, all part of internal programming, man. That's how you, your bias come from internal programming. And yeah. Monica knows what I'm talking about because she went to uh, PSI. Yeah. But it's yeah. all it's all how you were you, you were programmed as a child. And, and then you create your own biases from what you've mm -hmm. learned. And not saying your parents taught you anything wrong, but from your environment and everything. And uh, then those are the biases that literally control your mindset and everything that you react to. Where a woman cussing isn't a big deal. Like, who cares? You know? And then my, well, part of that too is like, it depends, like you said, where you grow up, like, and then like I, in the humor of c comedy, the, the marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah. You know, that show is freaking phenomenal. You know, and like she gets arrested in the show mm -hmm. for being lewd in public because she cussed. Yeah. So it was literally, a, it was literally a freaking law that women couldn't cuss yeah. in public yeah. in certain areas. Which like, is wild. Yeah. Right. Right. So, it is okay to drop that card, especially when there's actual like, yeah, I guarantee you, you got a letter of reprimand because you are a woman saying that, and that bothered the shit out of somebody. Like it's it hit one of their freaking you know bias buttons, and they're like, well, I'm not having that. And it's <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's just yeah, oh unreal. But anyway, that's you gotta going do better. <laughs> you gotta do better. You know, yeah. and I, it's so funny because my husband was deployed at the time and I have two young children. So it's not like I'm a big cusser anyways. Like I don't cuss in front of my kids. Like I'm not a foul mouth person. I'm not a crude person. It's just in the moment, you know, sometimes you think things and they shouldn't come out. And, and to be uh. fair, to be fair, what I thought shouldn't have came out of my mouth. Like I should have had the discipline to hold it in. But in this case, I just didn't. It was... And, uh, but that's okay. I use it now in some, one of my routines and it's making me money. So that's fine. I benefit. There you from. go. There you go. I've done, I, I was literally going to say that. Like I, and if I can go get every one of my progress reports from grade school and up where it said, <laughs> I talk, I talk too damn much. Right. And it's like, you know, and then every commander that I ever had, whenever I got promoted, 
they were like, hey, great job. You've been killing it. Hey, you just got to watch your mouth a little bit now. All right. Yeah. Every single rank is going to get you in trouble. Dude, you used to be a headache, man, when I was <laughs> your It's good. It's going to It was good. In... It was for the better. It was for the better. I'll it's give you that. It's going to get you in trouble. And I'm sitting like, I never got really got in trouble. Like, I was under investigation a few times, but like, I never really got in trouble. And then, but, but then I'm like, you got to find a way to get paid for it. Like, so I love talking, obviously. So I started a fucking podcast. You know, and like, there you go. You're like, now you you use that 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 thing, and now who's laughing now? That that person's probably sitting there, you know, beating the freaking whatever political drum on Facebook and whatever he's doing, he or she's doing now. And you're telling it as a joke and getting paid for it. So yeah, freaking awesome. So Robin, who are who are some of your like favorite comedians? Like, I know we named one a few minutes ago, but like, who are some of if you have to call out some of the ones that you like look at, and you're like. Man, this guy's on fire. Like, who are some of your favorite comedians? I go with spurts. So my all-time favorite is Robin Williams. Uh, he mm-hmm. is, to me, probably... He's a ama- just amazing person in general, right? Just Yeah. For, yeah, yeah. You know, I watch everything from reruns of Mork and Mindy to his movies to his stand-up. I mean, I, I was, I'm mildly upset <clears throat> with him. And we have the same name, so... Uh, <laughs> so, so that... Uh, I go in spurts. Right now, I'm really into Nate Bargatsky, like Trey Kennedy, that whole John Chris, like that kind of group of of comedy. I, I'm really leaning, I really like Dave Chappelle's new special that came out called Dreamer. Um, I love, of course, Jim Gaffigan's like probably one of my very favorites, only because he's, well, not only, but mostly because he takes like the very just absurd things about life and and makes them hilarious. I think he's so gifted. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but I also like personalities. Aren't necessarily stand-ups, but they're really funny people. Like Melissa McCarthy. I'm a big fan of hers. Like, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. pass she's out. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah, I like Eliza Schlesinger just because um, she's a big supporter of of women in comedy and also veterans. Um, in fact, when we were in, when I told you about that Marine I met in Vegas, we were having. Um, brunch and talking about it. She's like, oh, my friend's a comedian. Let me call her and see if like she'll talk to you about it and give you advice. And I was like, okay, whatever. You know, she dials and it's Eliza Schlesinger. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? She's like, oh yeah, we met. Da, 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 da. She's a friend of mine. And I was like, so I'm on the phone with Eliza and she was so sweet and nice. And of course we didn't have a lot of time, but and then she actually volunteered and came on to mentor the ASAP comedy boot camp class just out of the goodness of her heart. And she's she's got what like six Netflix specials now of traveling all, all over the world. Um, I like Taylor Tomlinson too. She just got her late night mm-hmm. show. So I'm really proud of her. I mean, she's you know, so to accomplish so much and set and like as a woman and at her age is I'm just like, go girl, do your thing. Well, I remember my parents were always watching back in uh, shoot in the eighties, George Carlin. Yes. Mm, brilliant. It's- Brilliant mind. That guy's a riot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brilliant mind for sure. Yeah. I have a new new guy. Everybody's like watching him as Matt that that Matt Rife guy. He seems pretty mm-hmm. funny. He's got some stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah. He's I um he signed his name on the wall at Stand Up Live in Huntsville and I performed there this year. And there it was you sign when you perform, you sign and underneath his name there was like a big open spot. And I was like, 
Nobody wants to sign next to Matt Rife. I'm like, I'm going to go right yes. under that. Right. Yes. Go. My friend Ashley Greenwood was like, Ron, what are you doing? I was like, this is probably the only time that Matt Rife is going to be on top of me. I'm like, I, I have a really cool Robin Williams story. Nice. It's short, um, but if you didn't already love this guy, you're going to like, oh, oh my God. So I, I have a, a mentally and physically handicapped cousin who lives in Santa Rosa, which is just north of San Francisco. And that's where Robin, uh, Robin Williams used to live. And he would show up at the adult daycare that she still goes to every week to play basketball with, with the people there. And the only condition that he gave the administration was, don't ever let the media know that I'm here. I just want to be here and experience this with these people. And my cousin Sophie can't run because she has a, a seizure disorder and she falls and hurts herself and whatnot. And he would literally pick her up, she's tiny, and put the ball in her hands and he would run her across and jump up and have her dunk. And it was just, it, yeah just an amazing human, human being who did a lot of things on the sidelines that people don't know about. I love that. That's story. crazy. I mean, passed too, right? Like nobody yeah. would have expected that from right. him, you know, cause yeah. I was smiling and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And it just, it just shows you that it can, you know, it can creep up on anybody, you know, and, yeah. and before, and before you know it. Uh, and I, Scott, um, I don't want to go down that tangent either because I, I was in that. <laughs> I'd rather call it. It's true though, man. That, that it, it is, you know, and like legit dude, man. I talk about my struggles as a leader where I failed, um, you know, with, with suicide prevention. Um, you know, it's like, but I, you got to think that there was somebody in Robin's circle that, 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 that had some kind of idea, right? There had, there had to be somebody, right? And that's kind of, so? I, I think so. And like that, and, and that's, that's where we're getting at, you know, where we're trying to coach people now to have the courage to, to, to talk, speak up, have, yeah. have the courage to, to ask. And I'm going to, you know, I have a, a battle buddy of mine. He was a soldier under me and he always contacts me or tells me how he's doing. Uh, and he, you know, he's overseas right now stationed and he called me pretty intoxicated on a, on Facebook messenger and talking about how he was getting in trouble and you know he's hitting all these things with you know he's drunk he's facing ucmj like things aren't going well and like i don't know anybody stationed in korea at this time like, i don't have anybody that went to star major academy like nobody and i'm like well fuck me you know it's like like whatever so i i literally tweeted the sergeant major of the army right i went i messaged him i said you know anybody in korea here's this guy's name i need him to be checked out like I need somebody to get in his room right freaking now. And literally, kudos to the Sergeant Major of the Army. Literally, about 15 minutes later, chain of command is notified. They've checked out him. He's fine. And Damn. Oh, and it, you know, you didn't tell like, me about this, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. You know, and it's like, it, it, again, I, I apparently I was wrong. And, you know, and he's mad at me right now. And you know what? I'm glad I was wrong. No. You know, but but it's no. like yeah. But if if I would have sat there and not done anything, and then the next day somebody calls me, you're like, God forbid. Nope, not living yeah. that one again. Because I've had that happen to me before. Where I noticed something was wrong with somebody, and even though I was ACES qualified and all this stuff, you know, I still let that guy go alone, right? And it was like, and then you know, he killed himself. I've told that story on the show before, and it's like, I, even though I'm the only one that was like, I hit him in the chest, and I was like, Hey, man, you're gonna be good. Don't worry about it. I knew something was wrong with him, 
right? And I didn't even do all the things that I was supposedly certified and trained on. You know, and I was like, I didn't even follow all those steps. Um, so yeah, not to go down too dark of a path, but it's like, that's, you know, that's where, like I'm saying, like somebody, that's where BTT comes in. That's where what Robin's doing with, uh, you know, the best medicine brigade is just, that's what I was going to turn into a question. Have you ever in, you know, when you're doing your shows, has anybody ever approached you and was like, Hey, like that was really powerful for me besides, you know, you told the Marine story, but like anybody ever was like, Hey, I was in a real dark place, you know, until I came across what you guys are doing or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not as much at the shows, a couple times at the shows for sure. Like, um, especially when we go to like places like Minot, uh, North Dakota, where it's just really cold and dreary. Um, but definitely after our workshops, because a lot of people aren't, so mental health literacy is not, it's, we're not doing a very good job at that. And what I mean by that is that a lot of people don't realize that these cognitive distortions are like weeds and they're, and they're, they're, growing in your your mind and they're making you think i mean i had a veteran call me just the other night woke me up in the middle of the night and it was like i'm such a piece of shit that's what they said and i'm like this is a very common um cognitive distortion that a lot of people struggle with and all the things that he was saying were um things that are we try we teach about so we teach each of these cognitive distortions and then how to use humor to to rethink your um, thought patterns around that situation to be more optimistic. So for example, um, one of the people that has come to me and said they really got a lot out of it was a guy named, actually, I won't say his name, but anyway, uh, a guy came up to me and he was, he was blind and his wife was getting on his nerves and they were having relationship issues. And so I said, well, what drives you, what upsets you that she's doing? And he said, well, I've been legally blind for six years and she just doesn't get it. Like she asked me the other day if I'd seen her keys. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he's like, oh yeah. And he was like, and then she asked me if I'd seen her glasses. And I was like, okay. And I said, well, let's write a joke about it. So we wrote a joke that was, you know, my wife, you know, I've been legally blind for six years. My wife asked me, have I seen her keys? Nope. Have I seen her glasses? Nope. Do I look fat in this dress? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we just make up funny stuff like that um just to like kind of and then all of a sudden it, it just releases that tension he no longer is like really that mad at, at her he kind of thinks it's funny now that she asks these like, kind of dumb questions um so yeah that's that's a really powerful part of it um there's a quote that i saw uh recently and it said that we have to stop just pulling people out of the river we have to go upstream and figure out why they're falling in and that's where right. i really yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of what we're doing in mental health, and when I say we like the military community, VSOs, MSOs, government, um, we're doing really three things. We're trying to reduce stigma, like, oh, like don't be ashamed that you fell in the river. Um, we are trying to increase access to care. So um, you know, here's your here's your flotation device for when you fall in the river. And then we're trying to um educate, increase their literacy and mental health. So uh, let me teach you how to swim kind of thing. But what we're not doing, I don't think a very good job of is looking at the riverbank and from the riverbank out and I like, okay, is there issues structurally? Is that, you know, what is causing people to fall in? Where are the warning signs? What's pushing them towards the river? Like, what can we do in that space? I don't feel like the dollars being spent are um, enough mm -hmm. in that area. I feel like 
far too much is on the other. And those are all great things, but I feel like we're missing. missing. No, you're, you're right. And I've literally been to DC and I was supposed to go last week, uh, talking to the Hask uh, service, um, you know, MLAs. And I, I have been literally going in there talking about the exact same thing you're talking about with the language in the NDAA mm -hmm. about, about actually training the people on the ground and not just hiring professionals because by the time they get to a professional, like you said, by the time they fall in the river and somebody pulls them out of the river, hopefully, right. And gets them back on the bank right now we're intervening. Yes. Right. We're not preventing anything. Yeah. Right? We, we just got lucky. Yep. Right. We got lucky that we saw that guy fall in the river and we're going to go get him out. Right. Yep. And there is nothing in the language that says we need to train people on preventing suicide. Yeah. Right. It's Not. like the Heimlich maneuver. Like we train people how to yeah. give CPR. We train people how to apply a pressure bandage, you know, we or the Heimlich. But we need to, we got to do more train the trainer, tra uh, train, train, tra train, 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 yeah. train. Um, for that, and we're it's this, it's a little, I think it's lacking, and that's why Hilarious was developed. Uh, and we did it yesterday, or yesterday, we did that for Minot Air Force Base. We've got a couple more scheduled throughout the year, so hopefully, we can. I feel like the more people we train, and then they train other people, it'll have a, a ripple mm -hmm. effect, yeah, 100%. And so, it's hilarious, right? So, it's spelled yeah. with heel. Yeah. It's on the, if you guys are watching and listening, uh, those of you who are listening on the podcast, downloading this later, if you go on to our Facebook page, you can see it uh, and, you know, what that looks like. But Robin, where where will people go find, you know, how to find where your tour is going? Uh, is there ways to support the tour? Is there ways that, you know, that, that what people can do that are listening? Um, yeah, give us some of the breakdown on that where, where people can find your schedule and how they can help. Yeah, them. our travel schedule is on bestmedicinebrigade.com. And so you can look for all of our upcoming shows, speaking events, where we're going to be. You can look at all of our talent. We have 48 comedians on our roster all over the country. And nice. so if you have events that you need a comedian for or you want to do a show, a fundraiser, whatever. Um, and then Hilarious.org is our nonprofit side. So um, we use Hilarious.org to go to places that don't have the funding to bring us in. So like this past year, I went to Orange County, Florida. They had lost of um, bunch of firefighters and um the fire chief there is a friend and um i said hey i'm gonna come down there like we don't have a budget and I, I was like i'll go so i've been sponsored by jack daniels and american legion part of their be the one campaign we've got comcast mm -hmm. and so we've that's why you can't have a dry january do you know what I'm with these guys? Like, how the hell are we supposed to have a dry january when they we, send me free we shit know now time? we know what the devil is now <laughs> i know and they just, sent, they just sent me a bunch of JD swag too. And I'm like always wearing nice. it. I don't know why wearing it makes me thirsty. But we're hoping that they'll renew their sponsorships. But we are looking for this year um, just so we can get out to more places that maybe don't have the, the budget for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do have a virtual, a lot of virtual stuff as well. So, um, hilarious like for example like anybody that's military affiliated or first responder or family member can get online with us and do one of those workshops that i talked about so hilarious.org or bestmedicinebrigade.com yeah and that's we're going to um actually getting ready to go to um japan with ashley gutermuth and christian johnson we're doing an armed forces entertainment tour 
and then we'll be in Europe, nice. all military bases. Uh, we'll do 21 shows total this year. So that's, that's awesome. Nice. I actually, I'm wondering if we actually met in passing. I don't know if you were there. I'm in Los Angeles and met Ashley Gutermuth at a hilarious show at the Bob Hope Patriotic Hall. Yeah, I was. Um, I was months ago. Yeah. yeah, I was like, you know, your face looks familiar. Yeah, I was the host crazy. Show and the producer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's so crazy. So there I. There you go, Monica. Could have had a guest a lot earlier. Crushed with greatness. Know what you're doing on the weekend. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad I was memorable. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember faces. I just never names. Yeah. It's okay. Um, it's it's um, it's fine. That's good. Um, you know that show will come out on Vet TV on Valentine's Day, and it's um going to be a free link, so it doesn't matter. If you're a subscriber or not, you'll be able to watch the special. So. Oh, nice on Vet TV. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah too bad. Uh, too bad. Uh, big old Michael Veen don't work there no more. He's a. I I, I throw punches at that big. It's not our show. What? Yeah, Twice. Yeah. 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 He, always, he always wants to come back on. I mean, you always start a goddamn political argument. I can't bring you on again. Yeah. Just just let it go. He's cool. like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, come on, man. Yeah, I ran into him at AUSA and he's like, Oh, I'm coming after you. And I was like, I'll be I'll be right over there waiting for you. You know, so, so, bring it, bring it. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually Monica I'll be back in uh we're gonna show in San Clemente on February third. Ah you better um, go, Monica. Thank you. When are you, when are you coming to it. Phoenix? When are you coming to Phoenix? Uh invite my ass. In Phoenix, I <laughs> might be coming April nineteenth or twentieth. Ah. I'm, I'm waiting to Count us in. Count us in. Yep. The, it's the Arizona National Guard. They're doing some sort of training conference and they're um, considering having me speak at it, but I think they're trying to work on their budget for this year and figure if that's going to work for them. But, um, yeah, that's a tough mm -hmm. one to crack the National Guard budget. They don't yeah. know where that money comes from. Yeah, that's a state budget, not a federal budget. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I have spot, like, again, like that's why when I get sponsors, if they don't have budgets, I just go and I, use the, the you know sponsorships to support that um but we don't really have that right now so i'd love to go and do a lot of as much as i can pro bono like you know but i gotta get there i gotta get a hotel like it's, it's of a whole course thing. it costs money it does. Oh, linda yeah. linda linda one of our mods are you in vegas at all this year oh i was just in vegas we just did a show in november mm. in Yes, I'll come back though. I'm a, I love Vegas. That's where I just decided to start doing this was Vegas. So I feel like it's oh, yeah. a special, special place for you. Yeah, we just did a show for the Military Influencer Conference in November. Oh yeah, that was going on there. Yeah, for sure. Oh, there you go, Linda. She will yeah, be in Vegas we're again. Gonna, we're going to set something up for that next year as well. Yeah, um, we, we yeah. Atlanta this, this coming year. All right, yeah. Linda lives in Vegas and we are all going to stay at her place and go to the show. No, I think the next one she says in Atlanta, so uh, we'll, we'll figure okay. it out. But um, no, hey, awesome. Uh, and and the, the other thing I wanted to ask too is, uh, do you ever have any trouble getting into like VFWs, or have you ever tried to? Me? Yeah, like as you're bringing like your like your show there. Oh, okay. So no, so one of the first places I started doing comedy was a vfw my own post um post um 3137 post on the coast it's here uh, in south carolina um because i couldn't there's i live in charleston south carolina and there's not a lot of comedy clubs here and i wanted to start this so i started with my own vfw post the challenge with vfws and american legions and i do a lot of them a lot 
is a lot of them don't want to, they don't want to pay for it and they want to leave it open to the, the, um, they want to leave it open to anybody can come in. So like there'll be people that are coming in to like go to the bar and talk or shoot pool and do other things. And that's really hard to do a comedy show. Well, when you've got like other activities going on and they're not there to listen to the comedy show, it's, it's very disruptive. Um, uh, the, the I, I love, I love bringing the comedy to where the veterans are. I do. Um, some producers, um, they kind of look at it like it's crazy because they're like, oh, you're just doing these, these VFWs and legions, like, ew, you know, like, I'm, why don't you do theaters? And this, I'm like, no, I love it. I'm, I'm a die bar kind of girl. You know, I, I, I know that sounds like some people, you know what I mean? Not, oh yeah. hundred percent. You know, no, absolutely. hundred percent. Mm -hmm. I mean, Dave's a little classier with bars. He thinks like <laughs> his like real fancy bars, a dive bar. It's not Brooks, Brooks, Brooks <laughs> or whatever. Definitely not a dive bar. Um, He's European. I, I, I asked that because um, the combat veteran, he messaged me saying, you have any luck with like VFWs, like talking to them? You know, and I was like, um, not really. It's kind of the same thing that you were saying, that you were talking about. So I went into the one here in El Paso by the, by McKellar Canyon. And I, I went in there and like really like waited for the president to come out. And I'm like, hey, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, and I'm like, this, you're not going to like the way I talk to you. So like, just <laughs> like, like this place is a dump. It's dead. I go, if you're willing to do something outside the box, I might have something for you. And thankfully he responded very well to it. And then uh, Drew was able to sell out that BFW here. And it's really cool because it's outside. It's coming to uh, Phoenix in a couple months too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so. I I think I have a sales pitch that works at VFWs. If you ever need a hand with that, I'll let me yeah, know. I'll, they, I'll call. They're all they all want something to draw in younger veterans, and comedy does that. So I don't really have to sell it. I mean, they need it. They want it. The challenge is, is they don't want to pay for it. Right. That's and, what, they yeah, want, yeah. and they want me to assume all the risks. They're like, "Hey, I want you to book three comedians. Come here and do a show. Mm -hmm. do the show. Um, you can try to sell tickets, but our members aren't really used to paying much for tickets. And oh, by the way, you, we, you really can't sell tickets because we have to let anybody who wants to come in that's a member. Mm -hmm. So it, it's hard. So I don't do a lot of them as, as much as I would. I wish we could find a model where we could kind of meet in the middle <laughs> somewhere. Mm -hmm. I know coming from I the think, other side. I think we I, have I'm, that model here in a couple months or in, within yeah. this this year. But yeah, yeah we'll we'll our sole purpose is to replace the VFW. Yeah. Like, because well, like, <laughs> I, I love, I, like that, I, but it's but, not, it's also not a non, we're not a nonprofit. So I, I don't want to like yeah. get rid of the VFW because, you know, people who like, you know, bush light smoking Marv Reds, they still need a place to go. So like, we'll let them keep going there. But no, for like like you were saying, for like the younger veterans, the GWATs, uh, GWATs, the, 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 mm -hmm. the GWAT babies, you know, they're compromised of three different generations almost, right? So it's like you have to now have a way to get three different generations of people to come hang out somewhere. And comedy is a, a unifier. Like everybody right. loves comedy. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. your age. Right we do yep. the, and I love my post. Just so you know, um, a little biased. Uh, our post on the coast is right on the ocean, so it's beautiful. It's and the people are nice. Well, Charleston's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I can't complain. And then the Legion, American Legion, was our sponsor for our tour. So, and I love their be the one campaign. But there are they do have some issues with one. A lot of the facilities are not in good good state of repair. Mm -hmm. A lot of them smell like smoke. They they need 
they need more um re, like a revamp almost uh yeah so but yeah. we've done i think i've probably done 50 or more vfw and legion shows in the last year very nice nice very nice yeah um yeah so we're, we're working on that as well uh and i think we'll, we'll be ready by i think uh veterans day to have our first uh what we're gonna call it like you know veteran trash talk uh like oh, social cool. clubs they're gonna be social clubs right so you know and then that way we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna try to lock down all of the i-10 right and then pretty much move from there uh, you know, San Diego, Phoenix, El Paso here. And, you know, then we'll probably go up to Virginia where we got a couple people uh, in, in the Real Apple quick, real there. quick. Robin, are you on YouTube? Brian is asking one of our viewers. Oh. Shout out to Brian. Love you, bro. Mm -hmm. uh, Best you Man has a YouTube channel. I haven't, there's some stuff on there. It's about to get a whole lot more because uh, we are going to start filming content for YouTube, like specifically uh, with a company called Diesel Jack Media. I don't know if you know them. If mm -hmm. you know Michiano, um, his whole team love working with them, and uh, we're going to be filming a bunch of content and uh, and it all all kind of like these funny like Saturday Night Live skits about these cognitive distortions. So basically, doing mental health literacy, but in a very Saturday Night Live fun way, using the comedians from the brigade because it really achieves two things. It does the mental health work that I want to do. And then it also gives jo a job to better comedians. So now they have income. So mm -hmm. that's coming in 2024. Nice. nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That, those, uh, those guys are awesome at, at diesel media. That's like, they're a lot of fun. Uh, they are. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, we, we have yet to crack that egg with them, uh, but we'll eventually get there. We've had a lot of the, uh, people that work in that organization on our show. So like, eventually it's, uh, it, we'll, we'll, we'll get around to it. Yeah. Yeah. They have a, they have office Joe coming out, I think soon that new yep. show. I have a, like four lines in it, but I was super excited and honored to have. <laughs> uh, I, they're based out of Raleigh. I, I teach um, problem framing through humor at UNC and Duke um, once a month. Uh, okay. So like, this is something that uh, when I go there, I try to link up with them, have lunch or dinner with, with the team or meet with them. But yeah, they're a great group of people. Uh, but yeah, that, and to that point, like it's not just the military community that needs this. I mean, everybody kind of needs this, even business professionals. And uh, in this case, this is part of a course that's for um, leadership and business, not not so much for mental health. No, yeah, it's 100% right. Because again, people think that if they just attack mental health, that it's going to fix things. It's like, no, like you have to attack the entire system and find out like, like, what's going on where and what and who like, it could be completely different in a different area of the country uh and that's like we yeah. always try to tell people it's like don't message us for help i'm sure we'll, we'll we'll try to get you to where it is go put it on vt official somebody there is going to yeah. have an answer somebody like you know like when you message me i'm going to give you the big girls version you might not like me. like that's just like i might tell you to shut up you know like hey man shut up. that's nothing you know but like it is what it is uh no that's that's great that you're doing that and spot on about you know you know mental health is not a dod problem it's a society problem yeah. and, and again, we like to and we and we like to and then that's where that i've said it has been a while since i said this on the show though but you know i think the media and just the narrative has done a very good job at separating service members from actually being american citizens <laughs> right and so that's one of the ways to look at to where Hey, do you have a sexual harassment problem? No, I mean, 
we do, but it's because of where we're getting our people from, mm -hmm. right? They're American citizens. We're, we're, we're bringing them in and we're trying, we have to change them, right? We have to change them from what they grew up in. And now what you see is literally people getting in trouble for changing somebody, you know? And it's like, you're getting in trouble for being too hard or, you know, for not understanding what they want. It's like, fuck, no, we don't want them to come in here and bring in that bullshit from fucking New York. Right. Like, like they're, they're, they're about like, I just said New York doesn't matter. Right. Like pick, pick it. Like, no, we don't give a shit about what their personal feeling is over here. Like they're about to go be a rifleman in this squad over here. That's what that's their number one concern. Right. And we got to make sure that everybody can trust them and have their back. So that like yeah. the military is actually very efficient at that and it gets a bad rap. For efficient. But, yeah. 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 Um, that's right. Like when you compare like the corporate world to like the military, when you like compare a leader, in the military to a boss and like right. the differences like dude yeah for sure for sure that, that was a good point robin yes. definitely uh but yeah uh is there anything that we didn't ask you or cover yeah do like a quick do cover? like a quick two minute stand up robin come on give us a, give us a oh, 30 second best perform joke. now one minute one oh. minute one minute that's what, they, that's what they all say and that's how i had two kids um <laughs> Yeah. yeah uh no i'm excited to see monica you gotta come to the show in san clemente it's with uh my creative ptsd and the Marine Corps. i will That's i will i'll be there and uh yeah it's gonna be me ashley gutermuth and jeff grooms the guy who won that night who was the season one winner uh. of america's funniest veterans military spouse awesome, awesome. It's going to be a great, great lineup. And then we're just, because we're going to LA, we're flying out of LAX to go to Japan. So that's for the AFD. Oh, okay. cool. What are you going to be on the, I'll, I'll talk to you after the show or like on LinkedIn, but uh, I'm uh, good friends with the Garrison Star Major in Japan. So uh, on the Army, make sure that you're. Where, where at? What's the base? Uh, is it Osaka? It's not Osaka. Where the hell are the Army guys? Osaka? I don't know. We're going to like, we're, we're doing nine shows and nine different bases. So. Yeah, I'll find out where he's at, and then I'll I'll, I'll connect you. Uh, just to, yeah, please do. Whatever. I really want to. Warrior go to wants you out there in uh, Gainesville, Missouri. If you're nobody's nearby, going to Gainesville, no, Missouri. <laughs> I just want to go to North Dakota. I will go to Gainesville, Missouri. Okay. There you go. There you go. I'll do it. Was, oh, that's my that's my favorite joke about the military about meeting people from all over the country is mm -hmm. I always can I consider Illinois the asshole of the United States, right? Like. Like, Come on. Nobody likes, nobody likes <laughs> Illinois. Right? Like, so like, it's flat, oh. right? Like it's, yeah. it's disgusting. You have to pay tolls to drive through an ugly state. Like that's bad. <laughs> like, like nobody wants to be in your ugly state in the first place. You have to pay fucking tolls, right? Um the states around that you gotta pay tolls. Right. But then but then you have you have Indiana and, and then the Missouri. roads are still jacked up. Like what the fuck am I paying mm -hmm. for, right? Right. You have Indiana and Missouri right next to the asshole. So right. So what's next what's next to your butthole is your butt cheeks, right? Yeah. So like everybody, everybody likes a good butt. You know, everybody butt cheeks are fun, right? So you got everybody I'm everybody I've met from Missouri and Indiana in the military has been a lot of fun. Like a lot of fun. But there's something a little off about it. <laughs> like, like, and I'm, I'm for years. I was like, man, why am I always hanging out with dudes from like Missouri and Indiana? Like, like, like I don't, I don't get it. Like, I'm kind of drawn to it, right? And it's like, because 
Because there's, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Right. No, no, but I, I, no, I, no, I figured out because I'm from Wisconsin. Like attracts like, brother. This is this is where it all stems from, right? I'm from Wisconsin, so right, right above Wisconsin. the body, the lower back, you know, the strong part of your body, right? So I am there to bring everything together, right? So that's why I was drawn to these people. But no, it goes all back. To, it goes back to Illinois, right? They're the asshole, right? Shits, right? So every once in a while, I want to go to Illinois. I want to go wherever nobody else is going. So here's the thing. All comedians want to go to the sexy places. Everybody wants to go to L.A., to Vegas, to New York, to Dallas, to Phoenix, all the sexy places. That's well and good. I don't, that's fine. There's people who are doing that. I want to go to Minot. I want to go to Fort Irwin. I want to go to Fort Polk. Like, this isn't, like, this isn't fun, like, just fun and games. It's a mission. Fort Polk. Jesus. 100%. Hey, you're, you're, down to you're, you're down to do uh, it. Isn't it called Fort Johnson now? Racist, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what's Fort Polk? It changed Fort Polk, John. What is it? Fort Johnson, yeah, Fort Johnson. See, they named it after me. What do you know? Yeah, that was like an invitation. You need to go, you need to go. It's meant to be, yeah, but I don't even want to do it. Like, I want to go to Minot in January, I want to go to Fort Polk in August. You know, I mean, I want it to suck. I want it to be like because that's when they need it the most. Like, it doesn't help if you're going, yeah, you're spot on for sure. Right, and who else is doing it? Nobody. Nobody wants to go. Nobody. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So you got uh, for folklore always the worst army experiences ever, right? JRTC always sucked. <laughs> when you think of Fort Polk, it's like fuck. Worst place on the planet. Yeah, I want to go to Twenty Nine Palms. I want to, you know, send me, send me where they aren't, where they don't have entertainment and where they need it the most. Anybody, can, no, nothing against Fort Bragg because Fort Bragg is, you know, sexy, you know, blah blah. blah but like. Anybody can go oh, there. Yeah, it's, right. a, it's the center of the universe. Okay, yeah. I'm a 101st girl, so I'll we'll beg to differ. Yeah, I mean, we kind of covered that in the intro, right? So, like, <laughs> but it's also not Fort Bragg anymore. That's why I grabbed my. Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, sweet, sweet jump boots you guys are all wearing there. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> Look, exactly that for. Um, but no, hey, let us know how we can help. Um, you know. Again, what we do here is once we have you on the show, we, I kind of I knew who you were already, and uh, apparently Monica didn't even tell anybody, right? So, like, <laughs> but now that we know who you are, like, and people who have watched and listened, they'll know who you are. Let us know whatever we can promote for you. All right, so it won't yeah. cost anything. You uh, like want to put out a video or you want to put out a schedule? Uh, let us know. Uh, we'll, we'll throw it on our platforms, uh, and we'll do that. Uh, but yeah, if there's anything we haven't covered. Uh, we'll give it to Monica for the AAR unless there's something we haven't haven't covered for you, Robin, that we should have. No. AAR, Monica, and closeout. It's all in you. Oh, we're going to give her the closeout? Oh, snap. Yeah, go for it. Hello? Yeah, it's you. It's me? Oh, yeah, you're 35 series. You're Intel. You're good. You got this. Um, Intel combo. You know, you know, I no, one thing she was I, Intel. She was a 35 Mike, right? No, 30, 31 Charlie and 35 Papa. No wonder you suck um, as your 35 Papa. Signal. 35 Papa, which is a 35 Papa is a cryptological you job. Yeah. All right. So one thing I kept thinking about, and this could be an entire hour of talk, is uh, you know, a lot of people think, oh, positive thoughts, kumbaya, let's burn some incense, whatever. You guys are a bunch of hokey pokey weirdos. Um, but I used to work with a neurologist who studied brain synapses that actually change based on how you think. 
and based on what you project. It's not hokey pokey. It's not uh, some hippy dippy stuff. You can actually reprogram your brain to go to a different place. Uh, they've done neurological studies on brains, MRIs of brains of people telling themselves like having a positive mantra. Um, uh, trying to catch yourself when you're thinking something negative doesn't mean all your problems are going to go away but what your brain is doing right now in that negative zone it's going to a comfort zone and your comfort zone is where you are most of the time now comfort don't comfort zone can be really uncomfortable uh, it can be negative but you can actually physiologically change your brain synapses by forcing yourself to go into a positive thought and um, they have medical proof about it, you know, before and after MRIs of people who are, you know, we all giggle at the little girl on the sink saying, you're amazing, you're beautiful, you're strong, but that shit works. It works. And the mm -hmm. whole fake it till you make it has science behind it. So that's, that's my biggest encouragement of the day. I love that so much because I don't like to say mental health or um, resilience. I feel like they're overdone. So I say psychological performance. In fact, we just changed our logo to be a humor for psychological performance. Uh, there's a reason why professional sports pay millions of dollars for skills coaches that are psychologists because it works. And they know their athletes need as much mental skills strengthening as they do the physical. Um, so mm -hmm. you're spot on, Monica. I love it. Thank you for being here. Uh, this has been awesome. And I will go see you in San Clemente. And remember me after you see me. <laughs> I will, I will. I'm going to give you so much shit. But I am, <laughs> am going to bring you a Best Medicine Brigade shirt if you don't have one. Oh, awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I'll bring you one. Cool. Nice. Great. Yeah. And I, I can't wait to come see your shows too. So if you go to Arizona, I'll probably head out there with Dave. We'll be there. Um, Let's do it. Let's sure. put together a show. Let's like do I'll come to El Paso. Nobody wants to go there. Yeah, Fort Bliss is a very so sad 50 place. Minute so flight. You, I'll be there. That's what comedy though. Me being on the, the the advocate side that I am, I fight with uh, the veterans organizations in El Paso all the time. You know, and one of them who runs the veterans one stop was on our show, and he goes, "Man, he's like, you put all that together to VFW." I was like, "It wasn't that hard." And he goes, "That's the most amount of veterans with Drew." I was like, "That's the most amount of veterans I've ever seen in one place in El Paso." You know what? I need to link you up with it. There is a comedian who I met and actually talked him through joining the army. This is his first assignment is Fort Bliss. He's, oh. he's a stand-up comedian, but I don't think a lot of people know that he's really funny. His name is Michael Garrick, and he just got to Bliss. He just graduated basic training like a couple months ago. I'll have to link you up. He will like probably fall over because he'll be like, see your rank and be like, oh, my God. But um, <laughs> that would be so funny if you're like, hey, I heard you're funny. Yeah. Yeah. Heard yeah. you got jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a joke. <laughs> I'm having a bad what's that from Boondock Saints? I'm having a bad day. Tell me a yeah. joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, let's link let, link us up. But um for sure. This is uh again, this is why we love our show and what we do. Uh it makes us feel better and then we always get a new perspective and we get a new friend and somebody that we can help and then maybe you can help us, you never know. That's the way networking works. And uh, so we'll do our best uh, to help you any way that we can. So please use us as an asset. We will definitely do it. And then uh, Monica, you got to close us out like the 10th Mountain, the Four Patriot, the T-shirt sales. 
All right. Go Great to, to VT. VeteranTrashTalk.com. We are on all of the social media platforms. Uh, we do a lot of trash talking, but we are ultimately here to support each other through good times and bad. Uh, ask any one of us for a t-shirt code. I don't have one. For some reason, I think I've used Cliffs sometimes to get my vet trash talk t-shirt. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I got your old show on here that you guys don't do anymore. Monday morning throw nice, punch. Nice. Yeah. Uh, women, first responders, even people who are not first responders or veterans can come and join any of our groups if you're supporting the community. And we are all here to sing kumbaya and hold hands. But there you go. All right. Thanks. Love y'all. Happy Saturday. We'll catch you guys next week. Boom. Bye. I'm not as fast as Chris is at playing the video. <laughs> so hold on. Yep. So. Thanks for watching and listening, and now a word from our sponsor, Four Patriots. In a startling description, the UN food chief warned the world with the words, knocking on famine's door. He called what we're facing a perfect storm of a perfect storm. And he's not alone. Barron's published that a food shortage could be coming, even in the U.S. Farmers see it, too. John Boyd Jr., a fourth-generation farmer, told Fox News that we're going to see empty food shelves in the coming months. That's why getting survival food is more important than ever now. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling Four Patriots Survival Food Kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking good for 25 years super survival food. Hand-packed in a family-owned facility in the USA and giving jobs to over 200 Americans. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners. You can make these meals in less than 20 minutes. Just add boiling water, simmer, and serve. And right now, for the next few days, listeners of the Veteran Trash Talk podcast will get 10% off their first order at 4 by using the code VTTGW. Go to 4 and use the code VTTGW to start your stockpile today.